When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shut the Right here on Ball Don't Lie. Man, Patrick's bringing out the classics today. I know all these jams. Usually I don't know all the jams you break out on top of the charts, Tuesday. You know, it's uh, people putting out music at the end of the year, I guess. I guess so, man. I know all these jams. This is kind of reminds me of strip clubs back in the day. Reminds <laughs> <laughs> me of come- strip clubs now. Yeah, <laughs> really? If I want to go to a strip club and hear this song, I'll be very disappointed in the stripper. And she's probably too old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <up> there. Right. <laughs> she still has right. talent, Rod. No, she does, but she's too old. She's like Justin Verlander, man. She's got a good fastball back. <laughs> you got you to think of the clientele that's in the strip club. That is true. Good point. Yeah, yeah, like, the Who's spending the money? That's yeah. right. Because these old guys, the old guys, but it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> and it make you feel young. You spend more money when you feel exactly. young. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That's actually that's a good point. I, bet, I can tell you there's a lot of those guys in the strip club. You can put on whatever's popular now, and they'll be like, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> well, that means she ain't that fine then. Yep. <laughs> because yeah, I'm going to tell you, yeah. you don't hear the song after a while. If, you, if you're really into the strip club experience, the music disappears after a while. Yeah. No matter what the I, hell I've never had enough money in my life <laughs> to not be thinking about a lot of other things when I'm at a strip club. That is true. That's a good point. Yeah, now I'm, I'm, I'm cheap. My NFL days, I've had those experiences. Now, no, I worry about the money too much when I go to the strip club now. Yeah. So. It, well, well, I haven't been in a long time. I will say that. So, just so you Very know. fair. I do want to go back to the strip club now. They still is a dollar still good for uh do I still tip a dollar at the stage and will that get me still some time with the young lady or it in, has inflation or shrinkflation hit the strip club as well where now when I give my dollar I used to get 30 seconds now I get 10. I, I would not know oh, the answer to that. So, I would not know the answer to that. Spec sex line. <laughs> hey, I would like to know if my dollar still give me 30 seconds with the, the lady on stage. No, it won't get you 30 seconds. <laughs> no, no, but, I mean, like, but a 10 won't even get you 30 seconds all the time now. Yeah, because they just come over on the stage and they're just like, if they got enough people, they're moving. It they're depends moving. on how, you're, how busy the strip club is. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, yeah. I used to get some good time for that dollar. It's still, but now. It's still <laughs> I, man, no, it's a one thing that that inflation has not hit strippers' dignity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, a lap dance is still twenty, right? It's lap dance, is still but they try and hand out them two dollar bills, and the brother like, "Oh, you need your two? He's like, "No, <laughs> no, we don't need that. I, I don't need a bill exactly that, what I got. I don't need a bill that identifies confusing. where I'm at. <laughs> I'm either a creepy grandpa." Well, I've been at the titty bar. She's going to be like, what is that? Yeah. You're going to use those at the strip club, too. Uh, Okay. Let's let's get to some um, Texas Transfer Portal update stuff here because there's been a lot of news, and I believe we're still at seven. Right, Harge? Yeah. I haven't seen anything come across as of now. Okay. So for those who have not been keeping up with it, and I have. Excuse me. Let me get my stuff real quicker. Uh, But for those who have not been keeping up with it, the first name to drop 
was Troy O'Meary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Troy O'Meary, Jameer Johnson. Uh, we also got J.D. Coffey. Both of those are defensive backs. You got Dylan Harris, Prince Dorber. Those are linebackers, such edge guys. Uh, Troy O'Meary, as I mentioned, was a wide receiver. Uh, Hudson Card, mm-hmm. quarterback, also on that list. And I believe Andre Carrick. Yes. Offensive Andre, lineman. That's right. Tackle also on this. Andre Carrick is a walk-in starter at some places, by the way. For sure. Yeah, I mean, he was a starter at Texas until, you know, well, Kelvin Banks happened. Until grown people showed up. Kelvin Banks showed up. That's what happened to you. Yeah. I mean, Kelvin Banks is just that good, and uh, Christian Jones improved immensely. No doubt. Give him a shot to go play, uh, at least get a shot at an NFL training camp or something like that. Unless he decides to stay. That's your – okay, how about this? If you could keep any of those seven – we recruit them. Who is it? Who's the one you you got to keep? Who's that? Who's that one? I don't know. I, I I told you JD Coffee was a guy that I had some high expectations for at the safety position, just because it's gonna you're gonna be lacking some depth in that number. Yeah, right? you lost Anthony Cook. You, you, yes. Yeah, and, uh, and now him. So yeah. that would be the guy that I would look at the most because of the opportunities that will. Probably be there moving forward. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. As safety, I, I agree because you're losing two guys. Yep. Uh, Jameer Johnson and J.D. Coffee. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. you got to try to replace just the bodies alone. They like Taft Daddy, Michael Taft, yep. and Jaron Thompson's coming back. Um, but those are the two guys who probably gave you the most starting snaps that are coming back from that safety group. Mm-hmm. We know they like Mo Blackwell, though. They, they like, do like Mo. And I like Mo. And he's, had, he's, got, he's yeah. got plenty of opportunities lately. Mo has. He stepped up, and he was a guy that a lot of players were talking about at the very beginning of the year, too, that they thought was going to pop onto the scene as well. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, how about, I mean, which one would you prefer that you think would want to be back? I mean, it goes without saying I'd I'd like to keep Hudson Carr, but that's in, in the yeah, day that's and age why I didn't transfer say market. That. I wouldn't just, do that. And plus all the numbers that yeah. are going to be affected moving forward because you still have Malik Murphy here who Coach Sark talked about at mm-hmm. the presser this past week. You got Austin Card. I mean, Austin Card. You got, you <laughs> Arch got Manning. Arch Manning coming, coming in. in early. And then you also still have Charles Wright that is I here. All he, about Charles he's, Wright. A, he's a guy that I thought I agree, I we would see in the transfer portal as well. Because um, remember, we got he came to the University of Texas after being committed to Iowa State for so long. Yeah. Yeah, so. you're right about that. Um, man, I forgot all about him, too. Yeah. So, Troy Miri, I, I, like I said, I would like to keep Troy Miri as mm-hmm. because I do believe you need help and you need some more reinforcements at wide receiver. You couldn't find your third wide receiver this year. The Casey Kane year. didn't happen yeah. there for you. Tariq Milton, he made some plays for you, uh, but never really asserted himself. That was regression by X-Men. Uh, Jay Witt, we don't know if Jay Witt's leaving or not. Is he leaving? Is Jay Witt gone? Is he gone? No, he hadn't said anything he yet either. He, hadn't declared he did participate, but, but that doesn't necessarily that mean, doesn't anything. mean anything. From what I'm yet. told, those guys can still try to come back. Absolutely. Uh, if Jay Witt comes back, great. I mean, Ooh, then you're off. But, but if he doesn't come back, you're going to need some Yes. Help at wide receiver. A lot. And I think wide receiver, I said it before, it's the deepest position in football at any level. And AM's going to lose some, so you probably can get a couple of those. Mm-hmm. So I do think Texas can. Look, you got Ajay Hall this year. You got Tariq right. Milton this year. You can go get bodies at wide receiver. You can go get good players there. Uh, but my concern is that you already were lacking chemistry and continuity within the passing game this year. And those are guys who are familiar with your system. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're going to bring in the guys who are unfamiliar with the system. And we've seen uh, that it's been hard for wide receivers coming either through the transfer 
transfer portal to immediately have success, whether it be a Tariq Milton you're talking about, or Isaiah Hall. Haven't really seen those guys instantly that mm-hmm. have an impact. Yeah, so, so that, I'm sitting here looking, too. Um, I was looking at Horns 24-7, and Hudson uh, Standish had put a couple names to pay attention to as the wide receiver market starts to open up. Okay, uh, Dante Thornton out of Oregon. <laughs> Uh, big yeah, big wide receiver. Name. He's six four and a half, one eighty five. Mm. And then there's another wide receiver. Um, where did his name go? Oh, Dominique Lovett from Missouri. So he's in the transfer portal as well. Five ten, one seventy five. be bigger names that'll yeah. There'll be more, but those are two names yeah. that they've already put out there to kind of pay attention to. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so wide receiver is somewhere Texas. They should be looking at that position in transfer portal too. Um, and, you know, if I'm looking at it, I think linebacker. Right now I think the top oh, sure. positions you're looking for are going to be, like, I think you're right about safety. Yep. Uh, because they got the corners. Jade yep. Barron, they like Terrence Brooks, yep. Ryan Watts coming back. So safety, off-ball linebacker, whoever's going to play opposite Jalen Ford, that's – Hope Jalen Ford comes back because he's got a decision to make too, potentially. He definitely does, especially (laughs) if he walks into the party. If he's the guy that walks into the party with that big trophy called Big 12 Player of the Year, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, that might be something that warrants a – I need a little conversation. Yep. So yeah. I think yeah, I think you're right about safety. I think off ball linebacker, I'll throw on that list. Uh, I think you're okay on the D line too. I'm I not saying so too. you can't add more, but you got some young guys that are gonna uh contribute, but you're bringing back Alfred Collins, you're bringing back Vernon Broad, you're bringing back Byron, Byron Murphy. Murphy. Yep. Uh you're bringing back well, we don't know about Sweat yet, but if Sweat not comes yet. back, then you're definitely uh, you know, in, in a somebody prime said we need position to bring in Brew McCoy. Uh, <laughs> seriously, I like that. Uh, transfer after transfer. I mean, is he allowed to transfer I, again? I, I don't know. He's got a great lawyer because he's transferred like four or five times already. Yeah. And you'll have uh, Baron Sorrell coming back on that defensive line, too. So I think the defensive line's good. I'd worry about safety off ball linebacker, and I'd jump to the offensive side of the ball. You good, you're great on the offensive line. Yeah. Um, you're even really good at tight end, too. You're deep there. I'd worry about wide receiver. I think you're deep at running back, too, even though you're losing B. John and Rojo. Yeah. You're going to be deep there? Yeah, yeah, you got a deep room over there. But like anything else, you only have one Roja. I mean, Ro- one Bijan. Oh, and yeah. That, that is gone. But you can't replace so that. You never will be no. able to until something else. Although people keep talking about the Cedric Baxter. If he's going to be able to come in and make an impact right away, we'll see. We, he's got to get sure. to signing day. We got to get him to sign today because I did see him post a picture Uh-oh. with Florida State Uh-oh. at one point, mm-hmm. and I think he took a trip to Florida State again. Yeah, I saw so, that. yeah, so you know that it is what it is. It's a constant battle. Um, you're gonna you gotta work even harder, and I know that Sark talked about that as well. The coaching carousel, as far as coaches being able to take time off, there's no time off anymore. No, you 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 don't have an off season. Mm-mm. You're constantly on the grind. Re-recruiting your your locker room as one, Agreed. but also trying to make sure you get those guys to signing day to make sure that they're coming to your university. Yeah, no, I'm with you on you, and you have to look at your roster now almost uh, with a professional mindset. Exactly, you know there's a link between the transfer portal and a link between you know NIL. Uh, you got a certain amount of dollars you got to spend from NIL uh, for the team. Certain players are either demanding or the mm-hmm. market says they're worth a certain value, and you got to make those decisions too, uh, as a from a program standpoint. So really different uh, mindset and a different philosophy in the offseason for these coaches. 
And so I think my top three different positions for transfer portal emphasis for Texas would be safety, off-ball linebacker, and wide receiver. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you with that. I mean, that's where you should be looking. That's probably where you're going to be most – uh, I say probably weakest, I should say, in terms of your overall roster in the offseason. Um, haven't really looked at the, uh, the the recruiting class and how those guys are going to impact. So you'll have some more contributors. So you have more bodies in, and, ter- and the turnover for the roster should be complete, I believe, for Sark yeah. in his first two years. No I doubt. believe once that new recruiting class comes in, it'll be almost a complete overhaul from the group that he inherited yeah. uh, when he got here from Tom Herman. Love so, it. Yeah, that'd be good too. And uh, Jay Brooks looks like he's going to be a start uh, wide. Re- sorry, starting running back for Texas. And then you'll have Jaden Blue in that room. Keelan Robinson, I believe, still's got time, so he's coming back. And then you talked about uh, Cedric Baxter being added to that group too. So right. you still should have a lot of talent at the running back position. Speaking of running back, I saw today that Bijan Robinson not only got Big Twelve yeah, buddy. Uh, Offensive Player of the Week, which doesn't shock anybody, uh, but also he is now a finalist for the Doak Walker Award. Well deserved. Uh, also, nobody's surprised by that. <laughs> well uh, the other uh, running backs who he'll be, because uh, I think there's two other running backs who will be competing with as well uh, as a Doak Walker Award finalist. Um, and one of those guys is Blake Corum, mm-hmm. the Michigan running back. And the other was Chase Brown, Illinois running Illinois. back. He was a good player, too. Yeah. Brett uh, Bielema, man. You know he get them running backs. Yeah. And- Brett Bielema will get you a running back and make him a star. So, uh, Bijan win this thing hands down? Is it even? I don't know if it's hands down because okay. of what Blake Corum has been able to do, but the numbers suggest. And I would not, matter of fact, I'd be pretty doggone happy if Bijan Robinson does win this award because you go and look at his stats and put him compared to everyone else. Yeah, he's, he's that dude. But comparing him to his. Peers, uh, the guys who are up for the Doak Walker Award as well, the finalists. Uh, so let's compare yards per attempt. Oh, you Bijan, already know that. Bijan's leading in yards <laughs> per attempt. He's got yep. six yards per attempt. Uh, Corm's at 5.9, so not far behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yards per attempt after contact. Uh, Bijan's at 3.9. He leads all the finalists. Uh, Correct. The Blake Corm is at 3.2. Yards per attempt between the tackles. Bijan's at 6.5. Blake Corm next to him is at 5.3. Uh, yards per attempt uh, when contacted behind the line of scrimmage. So kind of your stuff rate for them. Uh, Bijan's at 2.6 yards mm-hmm. per attempt when contacted behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, Blake Corm next closest 1.7. And broken tackles per 20 carries. Of course, Bijan leads the country in four Miss tackles, I think, with 99. 99, big ones. Uh, and he's averaging 6.7 broken tackles per 20 carries. Uh, that leads the uh, the finalist for the Doak Walker because um, Blake Corm is second with 4.5 behind Bijan. So yeah. Bijan leads in almost every major statistical category. He leads the other Doak Walker Award finalist. So if he doesn't win it, um, and I think and maybe in yards, overall yards, uh, rushing yards, uh, maybe the Ch- Chase Brown from Illinois, maybe he has Bijan in that regard. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But for most statistical categories, most of them, Bijan has the upper hand on both Blake Corum and Chase Brown. Well, here, here's the other part about it. Remember the, the statement that you made <clears throat> earlier this year at the very oh, yeah. beginning of if the year? Bijan doesn't exi- he, he doesn't win a national award, isn't the first running back drafted, or a Heisman finalist. Then Sark screwed up somehow. Yeah, well, he's up for those awards, so he's okay in that regard. He's got to win he's one. Put him, he put himself in, mm-hmm. in the conversation. Agreed. And that's a huge plus for yes, him. It is. So we got to wait and see how this all ends up. But 
to answer your question, I do believe that Bijan should win this award. I don't think it'll be by a landslide. I don't think it's something that, mm-hmm. you know, when you go back and you look at the voting, all these numbers are pretty doggone good numbers for bo- all the running backs. So, but I'm I'm kind of biased when you come into this conversation. Bijan should be the winner. Yeah. He's going to win it. Yeah. Um, like I said, if he doesn't win now and he'll win, uh, and the Maxwell Award is for the best player, I believe, offensive player in college football. Uh, that'll be hard because that's other you know, quarterbacks and other oh, positions yeah. included. Uh, I think this is a no-brainer that it's going to be B. John Robinson. So if he doesn't win it, that'll be a huge upset. It'll yeah. be a huge upset because if he doesn't win that one, it's going to be tougher to win the Maxwell because that's for the overall best offensive player, right? Look, Caleb Williams, like he's going to win yeah. the uh, the Maxwell Award, and he could end up winning the Heisman too. What about the Davy O'Brien, you know, exactly. what I'm saying? yeah, he <laughs> you win, know? win that too. Yeah. And I don't think that Bijan's going to make it as a Heisman finalist. You I just, don't? I don't think they're going to do it. I could be wrong. Texas just wasn't relevant enough. He was relevant enough, but Texas right. wasn't relevant enough. Well, I mean, they keep creeping their way back into the, they're in and out of the top twenty-five. I mean, oh, well, you know, Texas has been in and out of the top twenty-five <laughs> four times this year because they won't I break up. I want to make up. Yeah, exactly. I break up. I want to make up. They really like. They want Texas to be really good, and we all yeah. do. Um, and they, I mean, for good reason. Texas has been competitive in all their games, and uh, you know, they've won some big games this year. But the truth is, I don't know if they've had enough. I don't know if Bijan's had enough Heisman moments this year. And I know that's crazy to say. I'm talking about on a big stage. Think right, about the TCU right. game. Big stage. He got 12 touches. Yep. Think about the Alabama game. Huge stage. I don't think he was like the right. player. He wasn't like, any determining factor in that game. Those were probably your two biggest games nationally of the year. Yep. And everybody's heard all this hype about Bijan. They probably were like, oh, I'm going to hear this hype about Bijan. I mean, talking about Bijan. He's how good he's the best running back in football. Can't wait to watch him in these big games, big stage yep. versus Bama for top uh, number one team in the country versus a uh, top four, number two, uh, sorry, number four team in TCU. And yeah. you got really nothing. Right. It's a popcorn fart, pretty much. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not great. I'm talking about those were Heisman moments, and he didn't have any. In those yeah. games, yeah, that's the. I'm not, we see him every day. Yep. Nationally, they don't see him every day. They're not following him no. like we do. They're tuning in for the big games to go. All right, so they saw him versus Oklahoma. Okay, man, everybody, everybody bludgeoned Oklahoma. Yeah, that wasn't a Heisman moment. Y'all know it wasn't because that, that exactly Oklahoma wasn't good enough for it to be a Heisman. Yeah, moment. not anymore. So, not anymore. <laughs> I love him. I think he's great. But uh, and they said someone says Bijan isn't a Maxwell finalist. CB said that. So yeah, well, I wasn't he ain't gonna win that, that either. Yeah, I was saying that Caleb Williams, because we were talking about Caleb Williams and what he was doing. Oh, I said he might yeah. end up winning that, but yeah. so he's not a Maxwell Award finalist, so that yeah. ain't happening. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, I hope he is a Heisman finalist. I think he deserves to be. I don't think he had enough big moments in those big games. Well, if he doesn't win the, the Doak Walker, I think it'll be a crime, and he better win the Earl Campbell Award. Oh, he's I definitely going to win that Tyler Rose. Yeah, I need that Tyler Rose. Win that Tyler Rose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely should win that one. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, if he doesn't win a Doug Walker, I would be, I'd be, I'd be shocked. shocked. I'd be yeah, flabbergasted, stupefied. I just don't, I wouldn't be able to wrap my brain around that. I don't think anybody would. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I don't think is, anybody would. He be is able the best to. running back in college football. That, to me, it, 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 it's up for debate, I'm sure, but I, I think it is already set. I think most yeah. people believe, the majority of people believe that he's the best running back in college football. So. I, I agree. And um, Robert Robert Griffin III said that Griffin, as well. Who's got a Heisman vote? Who's got a Heisman he vote? He said he as needs well. to be in New York. Exactly. Um, so. Uh, someone says Bijan's overrated. All right. Yeah, we'll let that Come go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, use I, the specs text hey, you know wisely. What? We'll see if that's the case in the NFL. I don't think. I think 
Bijan may be, depending on who drafts him, may be in a position to have a better NFL career than he did a, a, a college football career. Agree. But it's all about who drafts him. Somebody said, man, what if Philadelphia, who's got <laughs> multiple picks, yeah. decide to draft him early on? That would um, be crazy. That would be mean. That would be mean. Because I would not want to see him yeah, coming in the NFC East the entire time. And he would be, if you start thinking about it, he, oh, man, he'd be perfect in that system. Come on, man. Quit. You know they listen. And y'all don't want them listening to this show today. Because you know they're already trying to figure out a way. To- Did they give up their first round pick for, uh, for AJ Brown? I thought they still had one. They got a couple of them. I think they, they still. Yeah, I think they yeah. still. I think Howie's just been. Howie's been working, man. Yeah. Rosen's been working. Didn't they, didn't they get him all up already? Come on <laughs> now. Didn't they get him all up? I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping. I, I, yeah, <laughs> the Cowboys fans, y'all better be hoping because I yeah. am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, we'll, we'll get to some more NFL news notes and nuggets, obviously throughout the week, and talk some about the Cowboys. But uh, talking about uh, Texas in a running back uh, room, I think Rojo. Do we think Rojo gets drafted? Yes. He just he does Absolutely. get drafted. I think even though running back is one of those positions. That, that don't mean that he won't get drafted okay. just because it is one of those positions. I think he will be drafted. I think a lot of it has to do with his character. I think once people get a chance to be around him, they know this guy is going to be responsible enough when he gets into the NFL, number one. Number two, he's going to be one of the hardest workers that they have. And the big key thing, Rod, dude works on special teams too, bro. He does. He and he's, he's that dude. And I keep thinking Pete Carroll's going to get Rojo's. Amount. Pete Carroll loves Rojo-type players. Oh, for special sure. And he, guys lo- he loves who, Texas who players. Run the ball. And he he's loves one Texas of the few. He just sounds like, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like he's going to end up playing for Pete Carroll. It's randomly. It's weird. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the Philadelphia Eagles right now, I believe, still have two first-round picks. Yeah. They got their own. They got one from the Saints. Hey, Unless they traded they're that still one, making so. it happen, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. I don't want the that. rich getting richer. I don't want yeah. that. <laughs> I saying, so they got two, so they could do it. Yes, they could. They can afford to just have a luxury pick in the first round uh, with a yeah, guy like Noah. Yeah, Let's just go luxury here and go. And Bijan's a luxury item mm, for mm, a team mm. in like the top top fifteen or whatever it a may be. Big time luxury item too. So um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll get back to uh, some more Texas uh, conversation. Matter of fact, we'll talk Texas basketball on the other side. Texas basketball deserves some congratulations because uh, they are number two right now in the country. We'll talk about their ranking. Uh, we'll talk about Texas basketball. Big game. Big matchup coming up this week with Creighton. Uh, we'll get into some basketball conversation on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity, everything you ever wanted one moment did you capture just let it slip yo his palms are sweaty knees weak arms are heavy there's vomit on his sweater already mom's spaghetti he's nervous but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote all right welcome back to ball don't lie right here on 104.9 the horn 
It is a Top of the Charts Tuesday. We play jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. This is one of the first times where we played like a hip-hop Top we, of the we've charts. done a couple. They, they fell in the hair at the end. Yeah, but yeah. but it's like basically everything 2000 on is on the top of the charts for like 13, 14 weeks. Like when, there's a point in huh. music where singles stop being bigger and stuff stayed at the top of the charts just longer and longer and longer. So you can't switch out as much because you're like, oh, here's this one song that's not really like it's a bad intro or something. It doesn't really sound great. And it's number one for three months. Wow. Gotcha. That's interesting. And you yeah. said this trend started when? Like around 2000. But like basically when computers and Napster and yeah. all that started, and when, when they were like wow. the music industry started, the record when industry. everything changed, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because I read reading an article the other day about how songs are shorter now. Oh, yeah. Like all songs are shorter. It's like oh. three minutes. Yes. Maybe, maybe two and a half. Yeah, they, they, and they yeah. would compare them to like songs that I think you were talking about like Motown and some of like the well, early rock and roll. You think of like telling you a full story. Yeah, it was like yeah. six minute songs. No, that's what, when I first started doing like weekends in radio and I was doing it for a pop station and I'm used to, I grew up listening to rock radio and it's 45 seconds to hit the post and everything. Yeah, you got yeah, these yeah. long intros. No and you're like, hey, coming up on the, you know, you have all that. And then these songs are like, hey, it's your. <laughs> yeah. it's like, man, it's two seconds. We gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. that's yeah. I was really, that's interesting, man. I, I I would love to hear some more about that. I know you're uh, pretty in tune with the music industry, but that is fascinating, though. Uh, and, and you're right; it's probably more about algorithms and trying to figure out how to keep these the songs well, yeah, and they top yeah. as long as yep. possible. And yeah, and I mean, like, how many songs now start with choruses? Pretty much. Yeah, where you got, don't really build into anything; you just kind of hit it. And yeah, go no, and, you're right about that. No, it's it's uh, no, it's, it is. It's fascinating. I know we're supposed yeah. to talk to the best ball here, but that was random. <laughs> I like learning stuff on top of the charts Tuesday. I learned something new from my man Patrick, so I always appreciate his efforts. Uh, all right, let's talk. We're going to learn something new about this Texas basketball team. We'll learn yep. more about them, I should say, uh, coming up this week. Gentlemen, they got a big test uh, versus the uh, versus Creighton coming up Thursday, I believe. They're going to mm-hmm. play Creighton. Uh, Creighton's ranked number seven. Six o'clock. And the Longhorns are ranked number two in the country. You know about a top ten matchup. Longhorns moved up two spots from number four on the latest AP Top 25 poll uh, after uh, blowout wins over Northern Arizona UTRVG. Which no, not, not, they're not focused on that. They're more nope, focused nope. on the last time they saw the, the Longhorns play a top-notch opponent, which was the Zags. I think the college basketball world is still buzzing a little bit from the, the way the Longhorns beat the Zags. No doubt about it. At home. Yeah, it was very impressive, and you're right. They played some games in between there. And this is what uh, Coach Beard has been grooming his basketball team for. Mm-hmm. These are the types of games and the matchups that they wanted to see. Creighton's coming in 6-1. and one. They're number seven, as you said, out of the Big Only East. Only lost – was that the Tech? Uh, I think they lost Arizona, Arizona. in the championship, championship game uh, in Maui. Oh, okay. So that's where they were at. They All beat right. they beat the snot out they, of tech. They beat the hell out of yeah, tech. Yeah, they okay. beat the snot out of tech. So you sit there and you're looking at how these teams are going to match up. The one thing that I really enjoy about Texas is the way that they play defense. You know if you play mm-hmm. for Chris Beard, you're going to have to apply pressure. And I saw this note today. They said the Longhorns have recorded a 141-37 to 37 advantage in points off of turnovers in the first five games. Ooh, that give that they, stat again. That's good. They said the the Longhorns have recorded a one forty one to thirty seven advantage in points off of turnovers That's in the nice. first five games. That's Texas has allowed just forty one assists, enforcing a hundred and three turnovers already this year. Wow. Remember that game against Gonzaga? We were all there. 
They were forcing Gonzaga to turn the ball over, and that's very uncharacteristic of the Gonzaga basketball team. Yeah, I mean, if you look at their average, their average margin of victory right now is 29 points. So they're handling business right now. Uh, I, the good part about the Creighton matchup, I think Texas matches up well with good offensive teams because that was kind of what Gonzaga's thing was. Not mm-hmm. the best defensive mm-hmm. team, but a yeah. good offensive team. Because Texas can play great, great defense and kind of slow you down, but their defense, their offense doesn't get slowed down because you can't really stop that offense. Right. It's when they get into the Big 12 and they get some of these teams that are a little bit more defensive that you get those stretches that are going to be, all right, yeah. man, we're going three, four minutes without, a, without yeah. a score here. That's when you worry about it a little bit more. Creighton... Not necessarily going to score. So when you watch these teams that are going and you know winning games 100 to 90, they don't scare me as much. It's still look. Right. You have to go out there and play. It yeah. is no, it's no gimme game. But you go. We match up better in that world than we match up with someone who's been winning 50 to 60. That's a good because point. now they can slow down Tyrese Hunter. They can slow down Marcus Carr. And all of a sudden, you're having to rely on some other guys to really step up and score. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point, too. And speaking of, I was just looking at the stat about the Ken Palm, the Ken Palm rankings no. and the Big 12. Man, when they start Big 12 play, it's just go, it's going to be so much fun. It's just such a competitive league. Yeah. Here's the stat, and I'll make sure I, I got it from the Athletics, so I'll give them credit for it. Uh, it says the Big 12 currently has all 10 of its teams ranked in the top 50 at Ken Palm currently. <laughs> Only other league with that many top 50 teams is the Big Ten with 11. Well, yeah, I mean, we saw Iowa State go in and upset North Carolina, <laughs> yep, who was yep. number one in the country at the time. At the time, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's exactly what they talk about, too. They talk about uh, K-State. They said the bottom three Big 12 teams at Ken Palm are K-State, which is undefeated, Iowa State, who beat North Carolina, uh, and TCU, who just beat Iowa and hasn't had they, that starting point guard all year. Bon, yeah. yeah. The no, big, the Big 12 yeah. is just a really good basketball. And when you think next year, the number one team in the country is coming. Houston. Right, Houston, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the only team that Texas is behind right now in the poll right now is uh, Houston, U of H. Well, just a little bit about the um, Creighton Blue Jays. You know, they, they, they go out there and ball a little bit too. Their starting point guard is six foot. They've got a center that's seven foot one. They've got another guard that's six foot four. Mm. They've got another forward at six seven, and they've got another guard at six seven as well. And the, the six seven number fifty five uh, Baylor, I want to say his name is Shearman, left handed, and he's got stroke. Oh. I watched him play. He be stroking about he be stroking like Clarence Carter. That's Clarence, what he be Carter, Clarence Carter. <laughs> Clarence Carter. Yeah, he's got a good stroke. He's four. He's shooting forty four percent from the three point line right now. Okay, so. Be be on the lookout for them. Yeah, yeah. So. You also got uh, Mike Miller's kids on that team. That's right, Mike Miller. Remember I think Mike, Mike Miller, Miller's oh, yeah, one the, of the coaches, right? Play for the, the, I don't believe he's a coach. I know he was at the game, but I think he was in the stands. Okay, yeah, he played forever too. Yeah, he did. I know he was coaching at one point. I think no, he, he was, was coaching in the NBA. I thought he was with yeah. And he was he coaching. Was with, the, yeah. he was with uh, Penny Hardaway for a little bit. Oh, yeah. and then he went to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's going to be a great test for for Texas uh, when Creighton comes to town. It'll be really fun. And uh, the are you going, Harsh? Have you decided? No, my son has a basketball game that night. Yeah, well, we know yeah. we'll be representing because Patrick. Please, because I know y'all got my back. <laughs> I know y'all got my there. back. Uh, I'm thinking about going too. I'm still trying to work it out, but I'm gonna try my best to go too. Uh, that's a really big game, and I want to go back to the moody. I yeah, back to the I'm, mood, I'm, man. yeah, we want to get in the mood. I had a lot. I get in the mood. I yeah. had a lot of fun in yeah. the mood. So I'm trying to get back out there uh, for another big game, and I expect it to be packed. No doubt. Texas basketball fans really excited about their team now uh, being the number two team in the country. And after time, after this, they take they go to New York. After they play this game, they go to New York and they take on 
uh, number 16, Illinois, which is on right now playing Syracuse. Oh, yeah. So that's their next game. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's between these kind of really cool non conference yeah. matchups that they played early this year and then getting into the meat of the Big 12, which <laughs> yeah. Pastor talks about is one of the best college basketball conferences in the country. Man, Texas basketball fans got a lot to be excited Man, about. Man, it's going to be was a lot of fun. Was last time Texas too. was ranked this high? Was it Rick Barnes at 2010 year? Uh, yeah, they were number one. Oh, no. And then they lost, like, they went 17 yeah, and 0, and seven. then they had that. They fell off really bad, lost in the first round. That was Jordan Hamilton. Jordan Hamilton, which, man, Jordan Hamilton, I thought that guy was going to be so much better in the NBA watching him in college. And that, strangely enough, that 2010 year was the year everybody thought Texas football was going to be yes, decent. It was the same. And then they had a that it was five the same. and seven year. Yep. <laughs> just fell off a cliff. Uh, that was not fun at all. So yeah. uh, hopefully. That's when te- we went from the penthouse to the, the NIT. <laughs> no, I think we even went to that one we had to pay to go play in. The C- CBI. Oh, the CBI? Oh. Was that the one we lost to Houston in the CBI? Yeah, in the CBI. Back, when, back when we were both bad? Yeah. Now we're one and two in the country. That's back when I could saying. be wrong, but I remember yeah. us having a very good basketball team that went to the CBI that we had to pay to play in. And, and no, and oh. we played at Houston. Yes, we we didn't even host a game in the Ooh. CBI. In the CBI, oh my yeah. Gosh. Now I remember. I don't remember what year that was, but I remember watching that at a bar. Us losing to Houston in the CBI. Yeah, like man, that is not a good look. Should have turned that one down. Can you turn down that invitation? You could have turned oh, that, that down. Was, I think we needed it for the practices, like bowl practices. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely Continue did. Continue to keep playing. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, we'll come back. We'll wrap this thing up and put it in the oven. We'll let you know what's on tap for us right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horns. Pop a top again. Do you mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash this time? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That is oh, really man, good. That is good. That's good. That is good. Mm. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie. We're getting ready to wrap this thing up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. Uh, one more shout out to Team USA, 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 USA. Big, right. win Big win over Iran, and they are advancing in the World Cup uh, to the uh, round of uh, sixteen. Sixteen to uh, play the Netherlands. The so Netherlands. We'll, we'll bring our man Glenn Davis on tomorrow or later on this week. I promise you, so we can preview that. I know a lot of uh, soccer fans out there, especially in Austin, man. The World Cup ratings in Austin are through the roof. Oh, it's number one. It was number one the first it, it couple was. times, so it, we'll yeah. see what it looks like again. I'm willing to guarantee it's going to be number one again. Man, uh, man, people in Austin love this soccer. We know that because Austin yep. FC. And Austin FC, by the way, great year, too. And now the World Cup here, so uh, I think they use some of that momentum. It's probably Absolutely. helped them in the ratings a ton. All right, what's on tap for you tonight? I'm going to try to go home and watch Black Adam. I want to see this. Oh, yeah. The Rock? That's right. That's right. It's streaming now, so you can check it out. I want to I want to peep it out, see what the, the fuss is about. Has it been getting good reviews? Or A lot of people so that I've talked to, they've really enjoyed it. But the people that I've talked to, they're more of a DC group as okay. opposed to Marvel. So, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're in between, which I'm either or, 
I'm fine with it. My son, like you, is a, a Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. He loves watching Marvel stuff. I so, like them both, though. But I'm going to have to peep this out and see what the uh, approval rating is for my son. DC has tried to go with a more serious approach yep. to their comic book adaptations. Marvel likes to go with a little comedic approach. Yep. They yep. try to yep. throw in some laughter. I don't mind. DC is much darker. Right, yep. you got your Heath Ledger Joker with the yep, DC yep, stuff. Yep. You got even your most recent Batman was really dark, almost Alfred Hitchcock like. And I still haven't seen that oh, one. Oh, you should see it. Yep. I loved it. I yep. watched it again the other day. Love the new yep. Batman. It was fantastic. I'll peep it out. Uh, what you got on tap, Patrick? What you got for the people? Uh, you know, probably watching basketball. Oh, you know, right. normal stuff. <laughs> you know, probably. That's why we love. He's got the NBA pass. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's turned up. He's, he's always up watching basketball. Yeah. Trust me. Whether it's uh, NBA or whether it's college basketball, that's why he's our uh, our hoops aficionado here what, on the show. What are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna watch a little bit more of uh, Texas Baylor because I got some stuff to clean up on. Because I'm bringing you guys some nice stats and numbers, doing some deep dives, some rabbit holing for you guys. You uh, might but, need to do some research on either Utah or or yeah, Washington. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It looks like. Be watching Both have great. great quarterbacks. I was gonna say yeah. Utah scares me a little more. Yeah, Utah got them tight ends too. And oh yeah, and they got Ooh. our boy Jaquindon Jackson, Jackson running, running the rock. back. Yeah. They got a little revenge fact. I guess PK Ooh. and Washington though. Yeah, got a little bit on there. there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna do a little film and work. Sark. And oh, and Sark, you right about that. Yep. Forgot about that. Uh, all right, we come back tomorrow, same time, same channel. Remember, the revolution will not be televised, but we'll be talking about it right here on Ball. Don't lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.